everyone. Welcome to Chi Alpha After Hours, where we take a closer look at what it means to follow Jesus on the university campus. I'm Cassie, hosting by myself today. I'm here with Anna, one of my good friends who I'm very grateful to serve with here on staff at OSU. You may recognize her from Chi Alpha Fellowship or from our episode on hearing God's voice. Anna will be sharing her testimony with us today, and I am so excited. We hope that hearing about what God has done in her life will encourage you as you follow Jesus too. So welcome back to the podcast, Anna. Thanks for meeting with me and for being willing to share your testimony with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so how about you introduce yourself? What do you do here on staff at OSU? Yeah, so I'm in charge of worship here at Chi Alpha OSU, and um, my technical role would be worship pastor. And so not only do I help um, lead worship, but also get to pastor the worship team itself, help the team grow in their ability to lead worship as worship leaders as well, and then also get to help pastor our community and how to worship our God well. That is so good. Thanks for doing that. Absolutely. Okay, great. So let's jump into your story. Where do you want to start? Well, I would love to start with when I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Important. Yes, that is important. Uh, I was born in California, actually, while my parents were also Chi Alpha pastors. Nice. um, Down at Stanislaw um, in California. And my parents actually were both a part of Chi Alpha when they were students. And um, they ended up meeting later on in life after they were out of Chi Alpha. So they really had an opportunity to, after they got married, to invest in Chi Alpha again and to say, okay, Lord, we're going to go love on students, love on people the way that we were invested in um, in college. And so soon after that, um, soon after I was born, that fateful, wonderful day on May 21st, 1997. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows Anna's birthday. You have to celebrate it now. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, I we moved up to Portland, Oregon soon after I was born, and we lived there for eight years. Um, and at that point, my parents decided to leave Chi Alpha, and both of them decided to work in the marketplace. Um, my mom is super sciencey, has a double major in chemistry and German, and my dad majored in English. So they have very different uh, academic strong suits. And it was in those academic strong suits that um, they realized that, wow, we could homeschool our kids. Hmm. Wouldn't that be so cool? Um, So second grade of public school, my parents decided to pull my sister and I out of public school. um, And we started attending a small church in Portland, Oregon, really got to, didn't realize how big the homeschool community really was Mm. um, and what a community uh, was offered to us um, through fellow believers and through people that were fighting for um, education for their kids from home. Um, So something that I started experiencing when I was a child, um, probably around seven years old, is I started experiencing really bad anxiety, Mm. Um, and specifically separation anxiety from my parents. I remember one time 
I couldn't find my dad. I was like running all over the house and I started crying and I looked out in the backyard. I just happened to look out and he was out in the garden picking peas. <laughs> so I had nothing to worry about. Yeah. But um, it was just something in me that I was just so afraid and that that my parents would leave me. I was out of control. I didn't know what was going on inside of me. I didn't know why this anxiousness was happening. Um, And so uh, I remember um, around eight or nine years old, I started getting sick Hmm. a lot. Um, Once every other day, sometimes, some days it was every two weeks. Sometimes it was more like once a month, but I would just, it was like getting the stomach flu over and over again. And I was like, what is going on? This is awful. And I remember in my kid brain, I started praying to God, God, would you give me anything else but this? Being sick, feeling sick to your stomach, guys. Like, you know, it's it's awful. It's so horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I wish no human ever has to experience. Um, but as a child, it was incredibly overwhelming. And I felt so alone. I didn't feel like um, there was anyone to help me in that. Um, And so I ended up opening up to my parents about it and telling them that I was getting sick. And they decided to take me to a doctor. Um, And the doctor is pretty sure um, I was just anxious all the time. I was like, yes, of course I'm anxious. (laughs) So anyways, um, luckily that stopped around the time I was 13. And what made it stop was we moved away from Portland. Mm. I don't know what it was. But Portland just was stressful. And I wonder sometimes if from a young age, I was just carrying the weight of the craziness um, of the world on my shoulders and was just holding too much of it. Mm. Um, I remember there would be like shootings outside of our front door. Um, There would be people driving by and paintballing our house. Um, And I just remember in Portland not feeling safe. So... We decided to move to the country, (laughs) and that was the best decision. We moved to Kingston, Washington, which is a little fairy town, Mm -hmm. uh, got plugged in with a church there, and that was when I really started to grow friendships. I started being able to go on walks in my neighborhood by myself without my parents having to walk with me. Um, My parents would just let me go play in the woods all by myself. It was just such a – it was a freeing experience, Um, and so – That's where I spent most of my teenage years and growing up years was in Kingston, Washington. And something that I really appreciated about growing up there was the fact that it was small, Mm. um, that it was was accessible, um, it wasn't overwhelming, um, and there were trees, there was trees everywhere. It just made me feel really safe. And I also realized um, from a young age, probably around 14, that I really started connecting with God, with nature. I started doing photography around the time I was 15, doing some video stuff as well, and realized that, oh my goodness, God's creation is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So there would be evenings where I would walk up to the top of our neighborhood where you could see the whole Olympic mountain range from the top of our neighborhood and I would watch the sunset and I would pray and I would praise God and I'd smile and um, sometimes I'd sing 
I had t- started taking piano lessons when I was seven and uh, really realized that I had a musical gift. And really, I think it was in those times where I was looking at the sunset and really just soaking up the beauty that was around me that I realized that music was a way that I could express my gratitude and my thankfulness to my Heavenly Father. So it sounds like you grew up knowing about God through church and through your family. Um, Was there a moment where you decided to follow Jesus or was that more gradual for you? Yeah, there was a specific moment. I remember laying in bed. I think I was 11 years old um, and I was first of all, like afraid of the idea of hell, um, afraid of the idea of being separated from God. Um, And if you guys want to hear more about hell and what that looks like or um, thoughts uh, we have as campus pastors here about that, go check out our podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that was just like um, a big motivation for me, but also knowing that seeing my parents' character seeing how they loved me well, seeing how they um, were able to love people around them well, uh, that really inspired me to get to know God as well. That's great. I'm so glad you had that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good experience. Um, and so yeah, I was laying in bed, gave my life to the Lord. I basically prayed, "Hey God, I really want to know you for the rest of my life. Would you come into my heart?" Mm-hmm. Amen. And that was it. Um, and soon after that, actually, I learned what spiritual warfare was <laughs> in my, um, in my, what is it called? Uh, Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the Sunday school teachers basically said like, Anna, if you ever experience any like scary stuff in your room at night, just tell the devil to go away in Jesus's name. Yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, that was random, but <laughs> oh my goodness. Not it so random. freaked me out. Mm. I was like, this is a thing. Like there's this whole other mm. world outside of our physical world. And it was soon after that, I started having really bad nightmares. Mm. And, um, but really like some nights I, I remember sleeping just with my Bible clutched to my chest um, and really starting to recognize the reality of like, whoa, there is like scary stuff in the world. Um, and there is fear and there is like disease and there's darkness in mm-hmm. our world. Um, and so that realization was a big, a big deal, but it freaked me out again. The anxiety kicked up and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So as you got older, how did that progress? Like how did your faith grow and change? Uh, so I joined a worship team uh, at my youth group, and shout out to Bayside Church. Love you guys. Um, but I just really got to plug in and practice using music um, to worship God, to express how I was doing, um, and started writing songs, started writing worship songs, and um it was through music, I think, that I found a lot of peace. I don't know if you guys have um, ever been driving down a road and you just, the right song comes on um, and your emotions calm down and everything around you just seems to kind of fall into place. Um, that's kind of how it was with me and worship music. Um, and at this point, I hadn't really had any doubts that God was real. 
but it was around 15 or 16 that I started questioning if God was real. Um, and that was because, first of all, my childhood, even though I had incredible parents, my little sister and I got along really well most of the time, as much mm. as little sisters can. <laughs> um, but I was really like, wow, I need some help. Mm. Like, I, there's some things in my life that I don't understand. Um, and I feel like it was in my later teenage years that I didn't address those things. Hmm. I thought they would go away. Um, I thought, you know, oh, God brought me out of the anxiety. He's so good. But like, why, still, why would he let me suffer through this? Mm -hmm. And so there was definitely times where I pressed into my relationship with God and was like, God, what are you doing in my life? Like, why did you let that suffering happen? And, um, why, if I was born into this really good Christian family, did I did I have these struggles? Um, I thought that when we followed you, God, that everything was going to be good and everything was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't. It wasn't that simple. <laughs> it was not that simple. Yeah. Yeah. So ended and ended up, you know, being a worship leader and at my youth group for a couple years. And I remember sometimes getting up on stage and being like, I don't know if I even believe in God. Hmm. And I'm singing, you know, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm singing right now, hmm. you know. Or I'd get up and sing some Hillsong Young and Free songs about God is alive in us. Nothing can take his place in our, in our lives. And I was like, I don't even know what this means. Hmm. Um, so I remember riding on the ferry. There are ferries in Kingston. I don't know if I said that, but <laughs> this ferry boat, I was riding on this ferry boat with this friend from my community college, and she was like, Anna, what does God want from us? Hmm. And Christian I just, friend? she was not. Okay. She was, um, well, she was agnostic. Okay. So she believed that there was some sort of higher power. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, Anna, what does God want from us? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. Hmm. Guys, I was 17 at this point. I was yeah. a worship leader, didn't know what God wanted from us. Wow. And I didn't expect to not have the answer to that growing up in a Christian home. Yeah. Um, That's jarring. It was. Yeah. It was incredibly jarring. Yeah. But it was also like I had the opportunity to go and ask my dad. And um, he was like, well, God wants a relationship with us. And it just clicked. Hmm. It clicked in my brain. Oh, God wants a relationship with us. And then I had to ask the question, do I want a relationship with God? Yeah. Because I've gone through a lot of tough stuff in my life. At 16, I started experiencing a really odd illness that I won't go into, but the doctors didn't know what it was. In fact, they were they were throwing it under the bus and saying it wasn't real or mm-hmm. it was just a part of growing into my body kind of thing. That's not um, helpful. It was not helpful. <laughs> yeah. And so um, so my dad and and I had that conversation. I was like, okay, mm. okay. So then I got to college. And guys, the doubts were still raging in my brain because I didn't have anyone in my high school experience discipling me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone that I felt safe to go to questions about faith with. 
I didn't have anyone pursuing me in relationship to talk specifically about those questions of faith I had. And that left me really empty and confused and wondering why I even do this Christianity thing. Mm -hmm. I knew it was because Jesus came and died for us. But I, the whole reason I was a Christian was because I thought that because Jesus died on the cross for me, I had to serve him. Mm-hmm. Like it was a transactional thing. Um, but I've come to recognize through my college years, but especially after my college years, after I was discipled in Chi Alpha as a student, as I was a worship leader, as I got to start asking those questions, I began to realize that our relationship with God and my relationship with God, it just starts with love. And that sounds so cliche, but guys, it's not. <laughs> it's true. If you think about love, it is permeated in our culture, this idea of love. Um, you know, love everyone around you, do good for everyone around you. Like, that's the purpose of life. And, um, but we can't do that all the time in every moment, but God does. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. Do you have any questions at this point, Cassie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm wondering. Um, it sounds like having these these really serious questions and doubts were a big part of your teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were in college, like you didn't just conclude, okay, God is about love. Like, no. what did that process look like for you of being discipled? Like, were there things that were hard about it? Um, things that were really meaningful? Basically, what did that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So my first year at college as a freshman, I was discipled by a gal named Emily. And she and I just got together every week, at least every week that I didn't forget or stand her (laughs) up. (laughs) Because I did not know how to keep a calendar for the life of me. But um, we'd show up and we'd read the Bible. And I was having all these really neat revelations through her willingness to just sit down with me with scripture Mm -hmm. um, and learn what it looks like to to just open the Bible and read it and was that the first time you had that uh like were you familiar with scripture before that time I was I had read the whole Bible I had memorized about 300 verses dang before college before college okay this was all in in high school so what was different about this this was different because it was someone sitting across from me eye to eye and saying, I want you to actually know Jesus. Hmm. I don't want you to necessarily know about him. I want you also to know me, like to deeply know another gal um, or another person is just, it's like you're letting your heart out on the line basically um, and really getting them to see you. Mm -hmm. So I was really letting her see deeper inside of me, what my doubts were, what my fears were, what my faults were. Um, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like a spiritual friendship was also a big part of that. Definitely. Like you really needed that. Definitely. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. So like as you went through college, um, what role did community play for you? Like you had been on worship team before. Um, what did it look like for you to give back to the community even while you were still learning? Or were there times when that was hard? Hmm. I would say it was hard most of the time, actually. Um, There was some really fun opportunities, actually. But um, in general, so my first year, I 
was pretty consistent to going to a Bible study and pretty consistent going to one-on-ones with my Corfa. Um, in my second year, um, I was selected, I guess, to be a worship leader um, in my community. And worship was like my favorite thing. And mm-hmm. so and it was something I was good at. That's something I had a lot of practice in, and or at least I thought. <laughs> and so um, I took on that role. And I'll be honest, there were still times when I was up there and I didn't know who I was singing to. Hmm. And here's why I think that was. It was because I wasn't investing in a personal relationship with God. Hmm. I thought going to community and going to Bible study wasn't enough to invest in my personal relationship with God. But the reality was it wasn't. Hmm. And I wasn't coming with basically my cup full, if you know that analogy. I was coming with feeling empty and wanting to be filled up by worship, wanting to be filled up in my Bible study. Um, But that's not actually where... Um, the deep spiritual growth happens on an individual level between you and God. It can. You can have some really cool experiences, some really neat conversations with people. Um, But I started to recognize that my relationship with God really needed to um, have turned back on, on me, just me and Jesus sitting in a room together and having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's a vulnerable thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Like, you know, part of me is thinking, oh, my gosh, what if, like, one of the campus pastors hears back on this and is like, whoa, <laughs> she didn't believe in God that one Friday night? Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to assume you've grown th- from this. Oh, for sure, you guys. <laughs> this is just the beginning. There we go. <laughs> Okay, so it sounds like, you know, you're starting to, to have this conviction. Oh, I need to grow personally with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where did, it, where did it go from there? Yeah, so I graduated from college in June 2017 um, with a degree in religion and culture. Oh, and I had studied religion and culture in college because I really wanted my faith to be challenged. And I wanted mm-hmm. to see if there was another way of viewing the world that I didn't know about. Um, and... I decided to do that instead of going to a Christian university because I knew that I would stay in like this Christian bubble and um, I wouldn't know. I I potentially, you know, could have grown in my faith, but I think it would have been more likely for me to have walked away Mm -hmm. from my faith. Um, And so after I graduated, um, I moved in with a dear friend and we moved into an apartment together. I got a full-time job. And um, it was in that process of moving out of my parents' house, of being out of Christian community and having to go seek out new Christian community that I recognized this empty void of who am I like without college? Mm -hmm. Who am I without these friends, without my dorm friends, um, without my family? Like, who am I? And I just remember feeling really empty and needing to be filled with something. And so that something for me actually ended up being like romantic relationships. 
Um, and I ended up really isolating myself from my friends and from my family um, because of romantic interests that I had. Um, and that was really detrimental to my faith. I truly believe that God rescued me um, by speaking to me clearly through his spirit. Now, you know, at this point, like I did have a relationship with God, but um, was still trying to figure out how to how to walk that out well. Um, and so I, I heard God speak to me and I heard him say, um, I heard him say, Anna, I want you to go to Western to learn how to be a missionary. I want you to go back to your college and learn how to be missionary. I was like, oh my goodness, that sounds so cool. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> that is not what most people say when they hear that from God. <laughs> oh, I was so excited. Wow. Okay. And I really truly believe that that, that was God rescuing me. Hmm. Like, I truly believe I would have married the wrong guy mm-hmm. if I hadn't jumped into doing this internship. Hmm. That's really interesting. I I think I'm hearing a lot of things in that. Like, one, like you went to college to not be like a public university, to not be in this Christian bubble. And then while you were there, you got really integrated with this ministry that in some ways became a Christian bubble. Yes. And then you left it and you're like, where's my Christian bubble? Absolutely. I think that's really interesting because we, you know, sometimes we we really emphasize, okay, you need Christian community in college, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um because otherwise, I think it's really easy to not grow in your faith mm-hmm. um, or lose your faith even. But we also need to be set up well for after college. And I think what I'm hearing is like, that was hard for you to mm-hmm. find a church community where you could really grow. Yes. And so even though you knew, oh, I have this thing that I need God to fill, like I'm, I have this emptiness, you then filled it with other things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were excited to be a missionary. That's so cool. I was. Great. So you went back to Western um, and you were now serving in a, in a different capacity. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the internship like for you? What did that do for you? Well. Or for you and God, I guess. For me and God. <laughs> not just for you. <laughs> it's not just what you can get out of it. Yeah. Um, the first year of my internship was a lot of healing. Hmm. Um, and the first thing that God spoke to me when I stepped into the internship was, Anna, I want you to take a break from worship leading. And I was like, mic drop. Whoa. That's always how I've served God. That's what I expected coming into the internship to do. Oh, I'm going to be in this Christian group again. And I'm going to lead worship again for them for another year. And God was like, nope. <laughs> um, you're going to build a small group from scratch in a dorm and do one-on-one discipleship with these gals and mm-hmm. pour into them. And that was so hard because it was out of my comfort zone. But it was in the aspect of not being in my comfort zone that I really saw God show up and I really re- started to recognize my need for him. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, good. definitely. Yay. And I got to live with you. Yes, Cassie and I got to live together for, you and I got to live together for two years. Yeah. So I did the internship for two years. The first year, God was like, yeah, this is great. You know, I'm going to really help you. He's He really helped me grow um, as a pastor, as like a pastoral figure, as a missionary. Um, but honestly, he just really helped 
me start to heal the healing process from my past and start to dive into more of those doubts and questions I had and heal from past mistakes. That is still happening in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, one year, if you've experienced any sort of like trauma or hurt or um, or sickness, it's one year is not. Don't don't expect yourself to heal in one year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a process. It is a process. I think that's something I really saw in you um, as we were living together was like, okay, Anna is in process on some things mm-hmm. the whole time. And that's okay. You know, I think yeah. sometimes we can we can go in with this mindset of, okay, I'm going to follow Jesus and everything's going to work out and I'm going to be healed instantly. And so much of it is like waiting to have questions answered as we learn more and mm-hmm. um, growing in community and friendships with people and realizing how important those are. And I really saw that in your experience as we were, you know, living together in COVID quarantine and oh, gosh. all of these things. Our basement flooded with sewage. It's true. Twice. We had a good time that year. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw you like really lean into vulnerability about about the things that you'd experienced in your testimony um, that you're now sharing with us. Um, and I think that was really powerful and set a good example for people too. So thanks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what are what are some things that you're still in process on? Hmm. I mean, this was really recent, so I guess like this is sort of the to be continued. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I did those two years of the internship, right, and then transitioned right away into being on staff mm-hmm. um, here at OSU. And um, that second year of the internship, I experienced a lot of healing um, and specifically like in my relationships with men. I had a couple um, fellow pastors that were guys and they were both married and had kids and just getting to be around them and see what a healthy like brother-sister relationship with um, a guy was like was just super helpful and healing for me. Um, And I also just feel like I'm stepping into this year at OSU with a lot more confidence because I've seen God move um, and I've seen God be faithful. I remember one time Cassie and I were praying together and God gave me this image for her and it really spoke to you. Yeah. And there was a lot to it. There was a lot to it. (laughs) And God just like, that's something I kind of have to cling to sometimes Mm. is God has met me in those spaces, but he's also been wanting to speak to my friends, the people that are dear to me, um, including you, Cassie, like it's been really neat to see. So I I cling to that and ask God to do that again and again, because he wants to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's bringing healing in your life, but also in others' lives through you. Absolutely. That's so good. Thanks, God. Yeah. Praise (laughs) the Lord. Okay. So let's say if you were talking to someone and you only had a few sentences to communicate what you've learned about God by walking with him through your whole life, uh, what would you say? Hmm. I think first of all, um, specifically to the women out there, I would 
speak over you and speak the truth over you that you are beautiful that and that God walking with God is a transformational process mm-hmm. as a natural perfectionist as a, as someone who really is also an achiever in Enneagram 3. Um, I don't let that rule over my life, but it really has helped me realize that, oh my goodness, I achieve things and I really want to um, achieve things. And so I would say um, that God and having a relationship with him is a journey and no change has to happen immediately. Um, I grew up doing a lot of hiking and walking with God is a lot like hiking. It's a lot like going up hills, climbing big rocks, feels like like you're sliding down a hill sometimes, um, but there's a destination and there's views along the way and there's ways that he comes alongside and, and cheers you on. And there's some times where it feels like he is not there. Um, so that's a lot longer than <laughs> you asked for. But you I and would... John both did that. It's oh, okay. we did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, God, walking with God is a journey and it's also an adventure mm-hmm. and it's a worthwhile adventure. I think that's what I would say. That's beautiful. I love that. Oh, thank you. I love that. That's true. <laughs> okay, well, let's end there. That's perfect. Thanks, Anna. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. That was so good. Um, Okay, so if you're out there listening, we hope that it was encouraging for you to hear about how God has worked in Anna's life. Um, As always, feel free to email us with comments, questions, or topic suggestions at social at OregonStateXA.com or reach out to one of us in person. I'm sure Anna and I would both love to talk to you. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I love talking. There we go. Give Anna more opportunities to talk. (laughs) All right. Have a great week. And remember, walking with God is a beautiful adventure. Bye.